Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. With Amanda Howard and Robert McKnight. Hello there and welcome to the final episode of Season 8. It's Monsters Who Murder and it feels like we've been doing Jodie Arise forever and a day, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a fantastic journey yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're here at this point, which is the point that everyone's been waiting for. And I promise that we don't make it longer than we have to, but there's just been so many interesting points along the way that we like to share it all. And look, what, however long it needs to go, we will go as long as it takes to get this episode finished. <laughs> Although it shouldn't be, should be a normal episode length, we think. You never know until you get into I it. I know. Yeah, but we didn't start with an accent this week, Robert. Oh, uh, mamma mia, this has been a big one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, we're going to get letters. <laughs> we probably are. It's all set. Well, that was my Irish accent, everybody. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Robert is a bit under the weather, guys. It's not COVID, but I, I think it's still affecting more than his sinuses. Uh, I don't it's have the Rona, but I have been sick this oh, week. Oh, I hate that term. Why? I hate that term. I don't know. It's just, it's just crass. And, My and, and, Corona. <laughs> yeah, that's different. I don't mind that. And, and I don't mind COVID-19 to the come on Eileen as well. But, um, yeah, no, I just, the Rona hey, is just. Hey, Rona. Ooh, <laughs> Rona. Tell oh, me, Rona, what you're going to do. Robert, only you would know the, the Craig lyrics McLaughlin. to Craig McLaughlin song <laughs> from 1987. So. I think oh, it was more like anyway. 89, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> only you would know. <laughs> Oh, anyway, we're doing Jodie Arias, Amanda. Yes, we are, and, and, and it's going to be an interesting end to this journey. So um, we've actually already said this, but Robert seems to have already forgotten. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. Shall we get into it? Because we have no news again this week. We don't have any news, but I want to talk quickly before we get into it. I want you to talk me through Patreon because this thing is now going off. This is the bee's knees. It was woeful when I was running it. Now that Amanda's come in, <laughs> it's actually really something, and I love it. You're doing great. Uh, yeah, well, we have our, our new Patreon-only Facebook group, and and um, though I'm active in, in our normal Facebook groups, um, I'm even more active in, in the Patreon group because you guys pay for content, so I, I like to provide. So currently I'm doing a weekly video of um, things from my museum called What's in the Box, and I also... Um, 
have been putting up little tidbits about uh, facial expressions and tidbits. body language. Yes, tidbits. So I thought you said tidbits. <laughs> it's, it's actually, you can say either. I prefer to say tidbits. But anyway, we won't get into that. <laughs> I thought that was oh the other God. video you were doing for the $100 plus <laughs> patrons. <laughs> oh, it costs more than $100, babe. <laughs> But yeah, so so in 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 the weekly videos, as I said, they're about the museum, and um, I do these. But basically, I I take um photos and, and screenshots and videos of some of our killers, as well as politicians, as well as um sports people, as well as people from YouTube, and just sort sort of sort of show how um they have different facial expressions for different things. And like today's one that went up was um about the, the the prayer hands and it just actually depends on which way the prayer hands face um shows if if they have narcissistic tendencies or or, or not so what, when you see people pray and they put it to their chins and you know are begging you for something it means that they're actually up for self-preservation so i actually go through bits and pieces like that and and, and show that the clusters exactly robert no one can see your baby you're not on camera remember I, I but know i can that, see that robert's I'm just doing trying it to think, so like are there different ways of praying that mean different things yeah, I mean, most people at church actually pray away from themselves because it's about um, the, the the gathering of love and things like that. But those that sort of, you know, start out and they start rocking it and, 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 and having those prayer hands touch their chins, um, it's it's usually about them wanting forgiveness and self-preservation. Oh, my God, so they... I don't pray. And the first thing I did was put it right to my face. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Jeez, Robert and Narcissist people. Okay, I think it's time for the McKnight Tonight jingle. <laughs> Well, don't forget to get more insights and, and plenty of them. Go to patreon.com slash mwmconfessions. $5 gets you early access to brand new episodes. $10 gets you that plus access to the Facebook page and any bonus material we do. $20 gets you all of that and a monthly group video call. And $50 gets you all of that and a one-on-one -on -one video call. So it's well worth your while each month. This is monthly, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break early so that we can come back and leave Jody Arias uninterrupted. Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. We'll be right back. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. 
shocking celebrity secrets. Justin Bieber's word against mine. Backstage drama. All of a sudden, Dolly Parton walks into the room. And controversial opinions. I'm not saying she's been approached. I'm saying this is what I'm hearing is the crunching options. TV Black Box, the podcast where people who've worked in the TV industry spill their juiciest stories. Julie used to like to drink on set. TV Black Box, available in your favourite podcast feed. This is part five on our profile into Jodie Arias. If you haven't listened to the previous four instalments, we highly recommend that you do. For our final episode, we now pick up where we left off last week. Arias is being questioned by Detective Flores, and we are now at a crucial moment. I don't want to push you. It's your own free will. That's one thing that we have, is our own free will. What went to your mind after it happened? A lot of fear. What did you think when you were driving away? what you were going through, waiting for it to finally come out. Waiting for what to come out? The news that he, he was no longer with us. He must have been going through hell. Every day that went by, what were you thinking? I'm scared. I'm sorry. It's okay. And you just went on with your day like nothing had happened. I had to. You had to. Did you tell anybody what had happened? It must have been hard. As soon as I get back, the detectives went to Reading to go pick up the rental car that you had that day. And they took the photos. Wow. There's probably something in the rental car. Like what? In the trunk. In the back seat. 
that's what we're going to look for. So. I was just thinking maybe the handles, lock steering wheels, and things that get touched. Is that what was going through your head when you left? What did I leave behind? What did I touch? No. What was going through your head when you left this neighborhood there? Just had to run. Um, A little bit of a survival instinct, but it was mostly just... Just run. Fear. Are you worried that his roommates were going to get home soon? I was home. Do you even think about that? thinking about is when she left here, she barely missed his roommates. Or maybe his roommates had gotten home and just didn't hear her. Did they hear anybody at all No. They saw things which were unusual. Like what? They saw his CTR ring and his watch on the kitchen counter thought that was odd. He never leaves town without those. Yeah, he always leaves us there, but unless he's sleeping, then he takes those things and puts them on. There were clues here and there, but they just went on with their day like nothing had happened, without even asking questions. They knew that he was going on the trip, but they didn't know what day. That's he was what's supposed to leave on Tuesday. On Tuesday. The following week. That's right. on Monday. But all those little things that they talked about now, they, Zach is killing himself. He's like, I, I don't know how I did not see this. Why didn't I just go check on him? Why didn't I just follow my instinct and go look? Travis didn't always bond with his roommates. He did with some. He bonded with Aaron, even though he had an intolerance for Aaron's lifestyle. He bonded pretty well with his friend Josh Ward, who lives back in Southern California now. He wasn't too close with Zach or Rankin. No, or his previous roommates. They, they seem to. They seem to have been just people who rent rooms out from there. They don't become friends. Yeah, they were just. They have their own lifestyles and. Yeah, he eats rules where, you know, LDS standards and pay
just trying to drive and get as much distance as you could. Um. How long were you in the house after it happened? I know you tried to clean yourself up and clean up what you could. Mm -hmm. It didn't take too long, but you, you did. Why did you throw the camera in the washing machine? We found blood in the downstairs bathroom where somebody had tried to wash their hands. There's blood on the outside of the washing machine. There's there's little things that give us clues to what you were doing afterwards. Do you remember those things? Mm -hmm. No. You remember some. What was your intention to go in there that day? of the visit. The same as before. I'm just starting to remember. I'm just trying to remember that week. That whole week. And the week prior had a lot to do with it. The weekend of Friday night prior. Did you have plans on going down there? Or I know you said he had called and wanted you to come down. At what point did you decide, okay, I'm going? He always was like, not, not I want to say meddling, but he was always like more concerned than I felt he needed to be about my finances. And he's like, well, how can you make a road trip when you're this, that, and that, you know? Oh, he expected everyone to be like he is. <laughs> he did. He really did. Expected that, hey, if you go on a road trip, you better be thinking about this and that. There were so many times where I just threw my responsibilities to the wind and went on road trips with him because I am a little irresponsible when it comes to that. It's not just because it was with him, it's because it was the traveling. Yeah. And, um, you know. When he leaves, he, he usually makes sure everything is planned out. And, and that he has enough money for it. <sighs> And you just kind of take off sometimes. Yeah, I guess. You're very, very free spirit. And I've known that from the beginning. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not so good. What well, gives you the indication, like when you say you know that from the beginning? I'm talking to you. I'm talking to people who know you. It's like, oh, that's just Joey, you know. I am real she just, you know. just. <laughs> When you want to go do something, you just go do it, and you'll deal with the consequences later. Yeah. Okay, so we've got no fanfare here, no pandemonium, just a few vague words. Have we got the confession? Well, we have a confession now that she's actually there, you know, and it has taken more than six hours to get to this point. Um, regardless of how she was feeling before and all that emotion, it's gone. As you can see, she's now quite calm. She's sitting quite um, 
openly now. So, you know, the the cross legs fetal position that, that she's done quite a few times throughout this is is gone. She's sitting up. She's having a normal conversation. Yes, they're talking about the brutal murder of her ex-boyfriend, but she is she has not given up and it's not fatigue. It's just like we've come to this point and he deserves this, like Flores deserves this because he has asked the right questions to get me to the right place. You know, she's um she's still biting her nails, but it's out now. She's she's feeling far more re- relaxed and all of that emotion's gone, all that pressure is off, um, but there is a different emotion now. And, you know, we often find it hard, like we we sometimes keep secrets and we just want to tell someone just so we don't, feel like it's trapped inside of us and as soon as we open our mouths and and let that secret out we regret it and she's actually almost at that place now she's she's given the answers that Flores wants but very vaguely you know oh I Mm. don't know why I did this and and there might be blood in the car so it's still not definite 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 but they're there you know but she hasn't come out and said yes I killed him no she said she was there and there was blood and she's agreeing to what he's asking without saying yeah i did it so we, we still have we still have a bit of of the journey to go but she's closer than they have been and so now it's about him tying her down to these last few moments and and i noticed at the end of that he called her a free spirit and she really seemed to like that why did he do it he has sort of a confession well he has her confessing that she was there why does he still play to her because she is a free spirit. She she is a flaky person who, who, who throws any sort of responsibility to, to the wind. And so that immaturity that she has, him giving her that title rather than the cold fish that he had previously called her is a reward, you know, and she needs uh. to be rewarded for doing the right thing. And the reward is you've told me some of the story now, so I will... Um, I will flatter you as, as as part of your reward, you know, because all she wants is for him to not think she's cold and he's just done it. Right, okay. Well, Arias gets quite a bit off track, but Flores brings her back. So the car you had driven, that was the rental car? Yeah. The Ford Focus. Oh. That's the car I'm going to go pick up, Ford Focus. Oh, yeah. I know they, they were going to rent you another car, but then... Uh, something happened with that first car. Either you didn't like it, or I don't oh, it was red. And I thought because yeah. I always hear that you don't drive red car because I would never buy a red car. And it was fine. It was a Ford Focus too. Um, and you got the other car instead. I was like, do you have one with a more neutral color? Because red is like you always get pulled over and you get tickets. No, I don't know if that's true. It's just something I've been told since. Um, it's just there's a lot of people have red cars who like to go fast. It's a personality uh, thing. It's not because of the car color. And I just, for me, it's a psychological thing it's more noticeable. And it's like, you know, a red flag or kind of thing. I know Travis doesn't lock his doors when he's home. Was the door open when you got there? Did you have to go to the garage? Or how did you get inside? Did you knock? Everybody says he just leaves his doors open when, he, when he's home. Trust everybody. Um, have you ever seen the movie The Secret? It's kind of, you're familiar with the whole law of attraction kind of thing, like what you think you become or you bring into your life. That's true. He felt um, that if you lock your doors, then what are you telling the universe, what are you telling the ether out there, is that I need to lock my door for a reason. Yeah, I, need I want to be safe. Yeah, I want to be safe, <laughs> which also gives the impression that, well, there's somebody that could hurt me, so 
and by trusting and opening them. He's a very, very trusting person. And that's what made him who he is. Most of us come from a different kind of background and, and have a different type of philosophy. Doing, I do. doing what I do for a living, I lock my doors. I can't. Yeah, I guess me coming from Salinas, I always locked my doors. I used to go to sleep at night and I would hear gunshots. We weren't in a bad neighborhood, but our neighborhood neighbored another neighborhood that wasn't that great and gunshots carried. And they were, because Salinas is agricultural and there were a lot of fields, and I used to think that there were hunters in the fields with their dogs catching animals or something. They were all just gangs. I'm sorry, I'm not trying That's okay. I've noticed that when I've talked to you, you kind of go off sometimes. Travis used to be like, get to the point. Get to the point. And he, and that made me kind of mad. He had a little bit of a double standard with that because if you've ever, if you ever see him train or talk, he, ask any of the leaders in prepaid legal, he is notorious for going too long. You're shaking your head. What did we, and when I say we, I, what did I miss? <laughs> Well, um, you know, I kind of laid bets when Shay was talking then that she's read or seen that the secret. So, you know, that laws of attraction and everything. And actually I, I watched a Twilight episode last night, which does the exact same thing. It's quite interesting interesting, you know, and it is a multi-million dollar industry, as I said, but it's it's just it just doesn't surprise me that, that she's gullible for it. And so, you know, Flores actually plays into that. You know, she's thinking, well, I could be flirty now because the big secret's out. And so he's now just sort of asking for the next part of the story. Right. Okay. Um, Again, I can't really believe how much she's changed since Flora's returned. You know, the the difference between the other detective, Blaney, it's tremendous. But then she had changed, you know, uh, there has really been a progression of good cop, bad cop, because when Flora's was first in there, it wasn't this kind of relationship. Then Blaney came and it turned again, but now... As you said last week, I think, better the devil you know, she liked him better than the other detective. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and this is also part of her act. So don't believe it's all just, oh, it's, it's, it's coincidence that they've played the game right and she's answered. It's because this is part of her part of, 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 of this act. You know, she believes that she's alluring and, and she believes that Flores is good at what he does and listens to her. And so, you know, he actually says, yeah, I know that you you, you go off track sometimes. And, and then she relates it to how Travis would say to her, get, get to the point, like what, what do you need, need to say? And so she, he knows that that's what Travis would do. So he's sort of playing that game because she keeps telling him traits that Travis has. So he uses those against her to get her to, to get to this point. Oh, that's very clever. Yeah. So, he, as I said, he's he's one of my favourite detectives so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying hearing him in this. Well, look, here is a, here we've got next a perfect example of what you're saying, Amanda. Arias is rambling, as she will call it, but Flores, through seeming interested, is just waiting to get her back to answering the pertinent questions. Um, his friend Dave Paul in Utah cuts him off and he get, he got mad at him once because he went five minutes over and he was you know, he just talks and talks and talks and I yeah. said, you know, you're kind of long-winded yourself. Well, he had a, he had a future in that, you know, that's what, yeah. that's what he wanted to do yeah, and he was good true. at it. He was so really good. good. He talks about things of more substance though and I just ramble. 
themselves was the door unlocked when you got there. It's interesting, isn't it? It felt like she wanted him to tell her, no, no, you're not rambling, but she was and is, and he is being oblivious to it, only caring about what answers he needs from her. Yeah, and and that actually shut her down because he had just rewarded her with flattery. She then criticised herself, hoping that he would, yeah, as you said, come say, no, 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 you're not rambling, keep talking, keep talking. But he didn't respond to her needing that extra reward because... He's saying that she hasn't given him anything extra just mm. yet. So he's not going to reward her until she gives him what he needs. And so this is actually just almost shut her down again. And and in here, is she trying to use sexuality to appease him? Oh, 100%. And this is why she had no rapport with Blaney, because she needs to play this game. She, she is a man's woman and she wouldn't get on with girlfriends never in in any of these conversations does she talk about girlfriends not a single time but she talks about her new boyfriend she talks about Travis she she talks about previous partners she talks about all these men in her life and the only females are her mum and her sister even when she's talking about the wedding photos she knows the the groom's name not the wife's name yeah right and, and you know and so there's all of this so so she knows that she can bat her eyelids and get her and get what she wants i mean she's a beautiful girl but um she's also crazy but um she's <laughs> sounds like every girl <laughs> i would say no that was a joke right everybody this... <laughs> that was a joke all right before you send in your emails and tweet me it was a joke Ah, uh, but he's serious. Anyway, but no, um, she's she plays this game. So this is why sending the male detective back in was the best thing to do. All right, and then this happens, and that's maybe why something like this happens. Things get way out of hand. I just, I, you know, I'm not an evil person. I know um, you're not. But I've always had, and I'm not a promiscuous person. Something attracted you guys to each other. Yeah, and I think there was also, I already, I knew him well. I knew him through and through. I loved him and I cared about him. Um, and I, I knew we weren't going to get married, so I just... But How did you know you weren't going to get married? Um, a couple like, of reasons. It's like oil and water? You guys just don't mix? Oh, we mixed really well for a time. But I think when I discovered his ways last year, it, it was so hard, but... What um, ways are those? Um, I just, he didn't seem like husband material, but I, it didn't mean that he wouldn't be in the future. It just meant that um, something that Chris and Sky said to me back in January of 2007 really stuck, and they said, do you want to be like Deanna and wait six years? Yeah. They made jokes saying, if you wait six years, you can get free breast implants. Because he bought her breast implants at one point. And they're like, and then he'll really do it, you know. Just all these things. And I was like, what? Why would they say this? Anyway, that one part stuck, though. And and I felt that, you know, women have, not all women, you know, not Mimi and not certain other women, but most women just fall all over themselves for Travis because he's nice and he, he seems like the whole package. I think Mimi kind of saw through everything. There's some people out there that can see through stuff. I was, um, I kind of did too. Like I had never been pursued by a person like that. Mm -hmm. um, 
But at the same time, I saw, I, I'd like to say, like, maybe saw through this, but I saw beneath that and through that. Like, there, like he wrote that thing on his blog, The Gold From Within. And I really did see, like, inside, he was an amazing person. He was a good person. He was a generous person. He, he gave so much. And he, well, maybe you, you chose to actually look past that first level. Somebody like Mimi looks past that first level and sees that's something I don't like already, and I'm not going to look any further. You yeah, on the other she hand. spends a lot of time at the temple, so I think that this, I've never been endowed, I've never been through the temple, but from what I understand, I think that's such a sacred place, and, and meditating there and being there will help to give you further insight about where just you as a person are supposed to make a move on a certain decision in your life. So maybe that just wasn't for her. That's true. I also was thinking after the fact, I didn't get every chance to discuss this with him. I didn't know she was going to Cancun, but, um, and I didn't know she didn't, she flat out told him no, but I thought. So that's completely out of the, the, the theory that you went there to convince him to, oh, to yeah. not go. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Cause that's the first theory that was, that was thrown out there was, she was jealous. She knew that he was going to Cancun with this other girl, and it was just jealousy. I never. It's the simplest. I asked thing. him at one point after I moved. So I was like, "Hey, who are you taking to Cancun?" By the way, I knew it wasn't. At one point, there was a girl named Brenda who, and she wasn't romantically involved. She just in the business, and she saw me at the memorial, and she's like, "Now, wasn't he going to take you to Cancun?" And that was like, we found out about Cancun a year prior. Um, right about the time we broke up, and so, like, I never really assumed that I had a ticket there. And, you know, as things went on, it was just never discussed, so there was never any discussion. That never went to your head. Then. Yeah, there was never a discussion that I was going to Cancun. Not on that trip, not with him, maybe sometime in the future, some other time with somebody else, but no. So, no, that wasn't an issue. What about the trip of him coming up to you, come visit you? Was that something that was planned, or was that something that... Yeah, it was... Because I wasn't even sure that that was, that was true. No, no, it was postponed twice. Um, he was going to maybe come up, and, and I I kind of, like, was hoping he would come in by March... I'm sorry, May 24th, because I was singing the national anthem at the races. And I thought, I just... It's part of one of my goals for this year was one of my fears to overcome was being in front of a large crowd or public speaking. Um, so, yeah, anxiety with crowds. Yeah, there were three fears. One was handguns, which is one of the reasons I got a gun. There was a CHP here in town that said he would take me out and go target practicing. And I went to the sporting goods store several times to see what he had, and they were all in the five or $600 range for the kind that I owned. So they were too expensive, but then there was this one. It was cheap. It was like $107, and I said, all right, let's do it. So I put my money down and got my little 10-day um, background check and all that. So And then I got it and was happy, you know. Um, and then, and the third one was skydiving, so I was going to do that sometime this year. But he wasn't able to make it up for the, um, the he was scared to tell me that too. He's like, I, he's like, I know you get really upset. scared? Not scared, I'm but hesitant. he didn't want to be upset. He didn't want to hurt my feelings. He, and he told me that. He was on the phone in early May because I had known about that I was going to see him eight weeks prior, about eight weeks prior. Yeah, because I had approached the guy at the state, down by the Purple Plum, which is this one of the middle exits there. He works at the uh, gas station area. I eat there this morning. Oh, really? It's pretty good food. He used to work there, didn't you? Yeah. They're good people. They took me I went to go eat there, and I, just, I couldn't get out of my mind. So he used to work here. Constantly thinking about it. Because of this. It was a good place to be. I worked there twice, actually, when I was 18. 
course. No, I would, my dad closed his restaurant when I was 16 or 17, and that's when I was a server there. And being a server in a restaurant is probably one of the best positions because you get make, tend to make a little more money yeah. than the other positions. It's all contingent, but you know, generally it works out in your favor. You've got, you've got that kind of personality that people want to tip you. She's talking really fast and playing with her hair. She sounds excited. She sounds excited by this conversation. Yeah, she is because now she's actually going back to prior to the killing. So, you know, she's even talking about that she refused to pay $600 for for a gun. So she got, you know, the $100 gun because that that was the cheaper version. You know, but she's excited and, and he's saying now that she's a smart girl and, you know, of course she got lots of tips and everything. And she's gushing over it. She's actually thrilled that she's now getting rewarded because she's giving out all of this info because he now needs to paint a picture of what led to this moment because they still don't know what led to it. Mm. So, you know, she's she's just talking about all of their good times. That yeah, she didn't expect to go on the Cancun trip, but they were going to go on another trip and, and Travis was always looking after her and, you know, there's almost a brother-sister sort of relationship happening, but obviously there's photos that prove that that's not what was going on. But there's, there's this image that she's trying to paint that there's no possible way that she could have killed him. But she's now like sort of backflipped on what she had said before but now she's excited because she's had that massive adrenaline release so she doesn't have that fear now because she you know she she may may have had the fantasy that had she said these words that you know a a team of police were going to come in and throw her on the ground and put her in handcuffs but no he's still talking like he like he hasn't gone okay well you said you were there you said you had blood there's probably blood and the car that's it. See, he's mm. still talking. And so now she, she, it's now about tripping her up with something. And so he knows that she's a rambler. He knows that she is going to continue going from here to there and everywhere. So he's just letting her go, hoping that there's going to be this trip up that, that will get her to go back to that confession. Okay. Well, now in this case, we've forgotten with all her rambling, this is an interview about her brutally murdering her ex-boyfriend when he's naked in the shower. But still, her interviews to go on all these tangents. Um, I thought I left my charger in Monterey with Matt. Um, I really honestly thought that I left my charger there and I had been talking all day between, uh, just on the phone. Um, I take lots of pictures of myself and I know it's- I noticed. Because I'm kind of picky about it, and I guess I take them and I'm like, delete, delete, delete. I will take like 20, I'll be like, delete, delete, delete. Keep one? Yeah, keep two or three or one or none, depending. And uh, so I talked a little bit with John Dixon, who I was maybe going to go to San Diego. Um, There's another place on the list there, too. That was in the same trip? Yeah, it's a little ambitious, but I thought... um, Gosh, that's like... 25, 2800 miles. It doesn't bother me except I think I put like 2400 miles in the car. I can't stand driving yeah, 45 minutes somewhere. <laughs> yeah, where are you flying out of? Uh, Oregon. Effort. Oh. Yeah, that's a good, just about an hour. Anyway, it's a pretty drive. Um, so it, it was a little ambitious, but I like road trips and sometimes I have a realistic view of things, unrealistic about how about my time, and I tend to show up a little later than expected, which is not unusual for me, but... So, she's really flighty, and she planned to meet up with all those guys? 
Yeah, she's actually a, a pretty much a, a leech. I mean, she has, has spoken all the way through this about that she's hopeless with finances, she's irresponsible, she's flighty, she, she goes off on all of these road trips and, and can't afford them, you know, but she is, is just this irresponsible child who just depends on others to pay her way. And even she said when she had her first job, it was working at the restaurant that her father owned, like, you know, <laughs> and, and he gave her the best job that gets the best tips. I mean, she has relied on men her entire life to, to, to pay her way. Um. It's interesting. If anyone was unsure if you'd changed your mind about her, <laughs> I don't think there's any ambiguity now, is there? No, I mean, I, I was all for doing this as portraying her as a victim of domestic violence, but to this point she has not sort of brought it up. There was one sort of brief thing with Blaney that she said, oh... When yeah, she he, was still he, denying he that she was there yes. and that she was denying that she was killing and it was just like she was scrambling for things for to try anything. and think of. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, she's not a victim. She, she, she's vapid, she's self-centred, she's a narcissist and she's an opportunist. So this is all about her getting her own way and that includes if I can't have him, no-one can. Yeah, well, it's all out now. Flores gets her eyes to go through the entire day. But nobody else was there. I think his roommates were there. You think his roommates were there? Were there cars there? You would have had to have seen their cars. You parked in the driveway, right? Yeah. One roommate parks it in the garage and the other one parks it outside. Well, I know Zach would park on the street a lot when I lived there before. I know he pulled his car into the garage whenever he would work on it. What makes you think his roommates were there? I asked him. What did he say? Who was home? He said they were there. But I don't know who. Um, the reason I asked, because it's kind of an indication of how quiet we have to be. What time was that? Do you remember what time you rolled in? Mm. Three o'clock. A.M. It's dark. Um, Wednesday morning? Sneaky, you go up there and your roommates don't even know that you're there. <laughs> I do that many, many, many nights. How did they not see your car? Um, I don't know. I was parking. Oh, you know what? Zach was house sitting for his girlfriend. His girlfriend was on a trip with, uh, was on a cruise with her parents, and he was staying the night at. I think he stayed the night at... Uh... That makes sense because I want to say that his roommate, he said his roommate was home, but I don't remember, but I think he said one roommate. One roommate. Enrique, he gets up about 5.30, 6 o'clock And Enrique is, has the room that shares the wall with Travis's room, which is like... Yes. And, you know, it's a cavey home. Travis always says the walls are really, really thin. Yes. They skimp on that part. Yeah, so Enrique was home, so he went about 2 or 3 in the morning. But he gets up about 6, and... No, he leaves the house about 6 in the morning. And he didn't notice anything different. Do you guys spend the whole day together, then? 
that following day? Did you guys go anywhere? You stayed in the house? Slept. Well, after a long trip, I'd sleep too. Trying to stay up all night waiting. He was watching something on YouTube. Some stupid video. He's like, you gotta see this. And I'm watching and I'm like, this is so boring. I'm like, what? I was like, what's the point of that? And he's like, just stupid, pointless stuff. I'm like, okay. I, you know, I guess everyone's got to have their time to binge out. Being so driven and deep as he is, portrays himself to be, it's just funny that he watches stuff like that. It wasn't anything profane or bad or vulgar. It's just like people like dancing, but they had like boxes of foil on their head. And it was just like weird, like robotic kind of music. The pictures that I showed you of you lying on a bed and stuff, is, is that when those were taken that day? Yeah, we also made a video, but we deleted it. Video on that, uh, on, camera. on that camera. Yeah. You videos are, videos are hard to get once they're erased. It took up so much room. Yeah. And, uh, whereas pictures are a little different. What happened after that? What what went wrong? I know that the last photos of him were taken about 5:20, 5:30, and you said he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like you to take pictures of him and stuff. He was very private about the shower. Like we. Is that why you were taking pictures of him in the shower? No, no. <laughs> Trying to get back at him. No. Um... I'm surprised, he, I'm surprised he allowed you to take pictures of him and shower. The first few looked like he wasn't too comfortable, but obviously whatever you were saying to him made him a little more comfortable. You remember that? What went wrong? Did he say something to you? Were you angry about something? Were you frustrated? What was it? Something happened at that point, and I don't know what it was. What are they going to do with the rental car? Are they going to bring it here? Mm -hmm. um, there I were several photos of him, and the last one that we have is him sitting in the shower. This is interesting to me that He's now speaking over her. He keeps talking over her. When she's not giving what he wants, he's now really trying to get her on topic. Yeah, because she's, she's thinking about everything and she knows of all of the evidence now and she's trying to remember what were and the photos because this is why she wants them because she is telling her truth, not the truth. Well, she's and trying to keep track of the lies. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 there was two lies in there that that she covered. One was that she said that her phone had died and everything that she didn't have a charger. Then she said, "Oh yeah, I thought someone else had my charger, but I found it." And then there was another lie that she said about um people not being there and then they were and and there was a third lie but now I can't recall but she she's now going through the evidence that she's given that they are now going to start questioning her on to see what part she will reveal and what she won't. You know, and she's worried about the car, and and this is the telling point. Regardless of of what else she she says now, they know that she is claiming that there's probably blood on or in the car because the crime scene photos show there was blood everywhere and where she tried to wash up out in the sink, it looked literally like a bloodbath, like that. there's no other word for it, you know. And so she's worrying about what else there is and he just sort of wants to know, where was that final sliding door? What what happened mm. to make her basically snap? He wants to get her to say, you know, oh, yeah, oh that was the other lie that he doesn't like having photos taken, yet here he is um, filming a sex tape. So that's another lie that she she's just been caught up in. You know, and, and so Florence is assuming that if the truth is that he doesn't like um, being filmed, but okay, where the sex tape? Is it because he's taking photos that he's then yelled at her and she has snapped and 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 gone crazy? But we don't know, and she's not going to say that. Mm. Well, Flores then brings her back to the next part of the murder. You know, sitting down, looking up at you. What did you do? Did you plan on doing that the whole time? says he didn't have one. Where did you get it? If you didn't take it. Did he have one in the house? Not to my knowledge. Then where did you get it? Did you bring it with you? Did you get it there in Arizona? I didn't ever have it, actually. And like have it in my possession. Then who had it? you had it and Travis didn't have it, then who had it? Where 
Jody. Please. I can't. Why not? Are you protecting somebody else? Why would somebody else do this? I don't know. Did someone catch you there? Someone not expecting you to be there? pictures to the time you left. What happened? What happened after that last picture was taken? Are we now at the point where she's trying to pin it on a mystery stranger? Yeah, and people, you should have heard Robert get so frustrated the listening <laughs> to that saying, why did he offer her that as a as as a different scenario? You know, but she's playing the game and, but I and feel her like, emotions okay, didn't change. I wasn't change. going to go yep, down yep. this rabbit hole, okay, no. but I will. I feel like there's been two occasions now where they pop, popped ideas into her head. The domestic violence, were you attacked, was he attacking you, you know, and this... Are you protecting someone else? These ideas had never entered her head until they brought them up. And now she's got, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, I'm protecting someone. Yeah, 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 it was domestic violence. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and you are so dead on there, you know. So she's now going to play this reasonable doubt game because he wants to know where the gun is and... He's saying, is it Travis's? No, it's not his. It's not hers. But she's literally just said that she she bought a gun. She has said that her grandparents' gun had been stolen a, a few weeks before this. You know, I'm, I mean, how many times did you hear, hear that in, in TV shows? You know, but she's she is right to the point where he's about to be killed and, you know, he wants her to, to just sort of go over that edge. You know, but if if, if they rush in, she can shut down. And so they're, yeah, but they're I moving feel like around. She was... I feel like she was on the on the precipice of doing that until he brought up the "Are you protecting someone?" No, because she wasn't answering. She she was slowly shutting down. She was crying. She wasn't looking at him. She she, was she like had let out rabbit. so much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and she didn't have the answers because she doesn't doesn't want to say the truth. So instantly now we're, we're going to go into this different scenario. But her 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 language, her body language, her 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 stance, nothing changes to prove that she can slip from 
reality to to lies so easily that it, it is blurred you know and now she, she she wants it to be reasonable doubt was there a second person there you know because a a defense lawyer can then bring that up you know they did ask her about a second person and she said that there was one you know so where is this person that's the person who who you're after my client is innocent and this is what it's going to be you know but yeah there is blood in in, in the rental car she's admitted to that yeah she did put the camera in into the washing machine but there was another person who fired the gun you know we're JFK conspiracies all over the place I'm not going to go there it just <laughs> suddenly flashed into my head I have no idea why <laughs> well dear listener can you imagine what she might want as her next request? What do you think she wants? If you said the pictures, 10 points for you. If you want me to believe that somebody else was there, you have to show me. You have to explain to me what happened. Otherwise, it was just you. And if that's the case, that's okay. That's okay as well. It's better if, if, if everything's said. If everyone thinks that it was just you. No, it's not. It is, really? No idea? I do have no, no idea. No idea? You're going through your own things right now. If somebody else was there with you, we need to know that. Why would somebody do that just because you're there with Travis? He didn't say. Hmm? He didn't say. He didn't say? They. They? the first thing they did to him. You were there. You saw it. What was the first thing I you actually said? didn't see it. I heard it first. Was there an argument? No? Um, not between Travis and I. Any argument between anybody? Start letting me know what happened. Okay. You're telling me that some other people were there. You know how that how much that concerns me. I don't know who they were. They know where I live. Mm -hmm. Or they know where my parents are in Oregon. I don't know if they know where my grandparents are, but they got my address and they know where my family is. Mm -hmm. Sorry. So you're trying to say you're doing this to protect your family? Why would someone do this to you and to him? I don't think they really intended to do anything to me. You're saying somebody followed you all the way to Arizona from here? No, I don't think that. I think I was an element of surprise for them. 
you were an element of surprise? So they didn't expect I'm you guessing. to be there? I'm guessing. I don't think so. They didn't expect you to be there? I mean, they had to see my phone. Is it someone who lives in Mesa local? I didn't recognize any of them. Well, you have to give me a motive. Why would they do this? Were they going after Travis? For what reason? You tell me this, but you give me no reason. They didn't discuss much. They just argued. About what? About whether or not to kill me. For what reason? Because I'm a witness. A witness of what? Him. Of Travis. Of Travis's murder. Yeah, but I didn't really witness it. Didn't see much. It was... Okay. I just um. Oh. You need to make this believable because it is not believable to me right now. You need to give me something. Okay. I just listen. I am listening, Jody. I, I am I listening. I'm and listening. it doesn't make any sense to me. It's fine, because my family will, uh... Well, help us protect your family. If that's the case. They got the my driver's license. It has a P.O. box on it. Mm-hmm. And they got my registration out of my purse, which was in the purse that I was using at the time. And it has my parents' address on it. Why would they do this? You see where I'm coming from? Why, what kind of beef did they have with him? Or was it with you, or... You need to make this believable. People just don't go in somewhere and kill somebody for no reason and then let a witness go. That doesn't happen. They've already killed one person, why not just take care of the other? Yes, everyone, that's Robert bashing his head on the table. We are now wasting time because he's put this idea of an extra person in there. I just feel like... This wasn't part of the narrative. Now she's gone. I've got to give her props. She's thinking fast. She's yeah. moving quick. You know. Yeah, but like, she's talking about them. Yeah, she's going like they, 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 they did this and they do that, yeah. and it's just. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. I must admit, when I got to this point, I thought, okay, but it it's wasn't be coming easy until sailing. he put it in her mind. Yeah, that's now why he's she been wants great. Those he's been great. Yeah. I think he's made a mistake here. Well, it gets better. Oh well, let's find out. Why would they do this to him? What were they arguing about? What did they say? Their details. They didn't say a lot. They were white Americans, from what I could tell. They had, um, um, what do you call those things? They're like beanies, but they cover your whole face. And you've got like holes for your nose and in your, or your mouth, in your eyes. And they were. One was black. I think they were both black or maybe dark blue or something. Anyway, um, it wasn't until I was in L.A. and Laura wasn't getting back to me and it was already like nine something. I was like, maybe I will just go see Travis briefly. And I called Ryan and said, my phone was about to die. And um, I tried getting hold of Matt. I got his voicemail. I was going to ask him if my charger was there and if he could save it or mail it or something. 
Um, so I just, I had a, a wall charger, I think, and I was just gonna charge it later, I guess, when I got somewhere. Anyway, um, I did call Travis and, and I said, guess what? And he said, what? I said, I'm coming to Arizona tonight. And there was silence and he goes, really? And I said, yeah. Well, what made you change your mind? And I just said, um, I just, cause I think I just told him I missed him or something. But I, I would have said, cause you're too compelling, but like he's too, he's already got a big enough head with that stuff. So I showed up and he was watching YouTube on his computer, on his laptop in the office. watched that for a little while and he was very happy to see me. Napoleon barked, but he always barks when somebody walks in and then he, Napoleon was really happy to see me. He gets so excited, his whole body jiggles. And I just do this thing to his butt where you just kind of push him on the side and he goes around in circles over and over and over until he realizes, hey, stop with me in circles. <laughs> so it was a good reunion. Um, and, and, uh, I mean, I told him I was tired, I think, because I, I don't know what he was, what his intentions were, or what he thought my intentions were at the time, like if we were going to do anything, but I was very exhausted from the trip, and I just said, I think I'm just going to sleep for a little while, and he said, that's fine. So I had slept pretty well the day before, but I was tired from driving all night, so I slept, and he slept, and we must have slept till about one. Uh, In the afternoon? Must have been around then. His roommate was home when I got there. I didn't never see his roommate though, so I think I was asleep by the time he got up and left. <clears throat> okay, if if you don't believe me, that's okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm just saying that hard. you know, it sounds to me like um, like I'm already in the system pretty far in I'm not getting out anytime soon and as long as the rap falls on me I think that it's not good I, don't do this no I'm just saying I think that um, as long as that is there's there's less of a chance that my little brother is going to be hurt or my mom or my dad or my sister that live there okay we'll continue with the story anyway about one o'clock yeah we um, have sex couple of times. Once was in his bed and once was again downstairs in his office. And uh, he, I don't know what he, he was looking at, some pictures that I had brought for him. Um, but he has a virus on his computer so when you click the start menu on Windows XP or newer web 2000 or whatever, you have like my music, my pictures, my computer. Yeah. You can usually click on my computer and then go to the D disk drive and open that. He like you click the Windows and it would come up, and none of those my this music computers picture yeah. would none of that would come up. So he had some kind of virus that he was dealing with, and then his screensaver was a bunch of little bugs eating up his screen. It was just weird. And he said that was from the virus too. I thought, I was like, that's a cute screensaver. He's like, yeah, it's my stupid virus. So, um, 
for some reason that was frustrating for both of us because we couldn't look at the pictures and they were from our a lot of our church history trips which are on my other external drive which uh why I haven't been able to access for a long since after Christmas because it just quit and I just haven't had the money to spend to get all that stuff back um so you guys worked with that for a while or? yeah we had three discs I think okay um yeah three and so what time is this now you guys are messing with the computer um I don't really remember it was after every if after we had Done. A couple hours yeah. or an yeah. hour or so later. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Afternoon. I just, you know, he had been cleaning his house. Um, so I couldn't, I wasn't sitting on the couch. Usually I'd just chill on the couch downstairs, you know, if, if no one was home. Um, but he had like chairs and all that stuff all over the couch. Like he was cleaning the floors or something. Uh, Fed Napoleon. I don't know if he made phone calls or not, or what he was doing on the internet, but at one point he was gonna go up and take a shower. And it took a lot of convincing prior when he was shaving. Uh -huh. I was like, I got some ideas, and they didn't turn out good at all, not like I wanted to. Um, but I thought that I could get some cool pictures of him shaving. It's because he does the whole old fashioned thing with like this little, I don't know how it works. Um, he liked it though, apparently, because he used it for his profile picture on MySpace. Um, so those interrupts go, I was gonna do that again later, but I said I asked him if I could do pictures of him in the shower and he's like, No. <laughs> I was like, I just have an idea, I have a couple ideas. And he's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I said I have this I I saw this thing in a Calvin Klein ad once that looked really good. And so he was <laughs> you're right, he wasn't very comfortable at first. He goes, he's standing there and he's all, I feel gay. <laughs> He has that look on his face, so. <laughs> so some I deleted and some I kept taking. Um, and some he looked really good, I thought. The one that you showed me yesterday of him looking right at you, I Water. think that's a great picture. That's he hates picture. it. I don't know what he hates about that. I think it's a very good picture of him. So you were taking pictures and showing them? Yeah. He's all, let me see, you know, chilling. His shower door was open, and his, his water pressure in that shower isn't that great, so it's not like water was going everywhere. Um, what happened when the last picture was taken? <laughs> he was kneeling down in the shower. I don't remember him. If he, like, if this is his shower and the sink is over here, I was like right here taking pictures and I don't really know what happened after that exactly except I think he was shot where were you um if this is his shower and he's sitting here I was like well if this is his shower and he's sitting here I was like right here on my knees in his bathtub was right here and I was taking him here and I was just going through the pictures and I heard this loud ring Travis was screaming. I think I got knocked out, but I don't think it was that long. Um, I know I got knocked in the head, and I'd, I'd gotten knocked in the head once by my dad when he was just really mad, and it wasn't like, 
actually it was he didn't knock me in the head, he just pushed me against the wall and I hit my head and I fell. But he, in this case, I think it was similar because he uh, was screaming and I was by the bathtub. And he was holding his head and there were two people there and shut up just finish it and and Travis was screaming the whole time he wasn't screaming like a girl he was just like like he was in pain like he was like shocked like oh you know he wasn't really moving though he was just standing staying kind of still on the floor now what happened well as soon as he said go get help and I turned around and I they were there and where were they? They were in the bathroom. Where at the bathroom? Not the, the hallway or was, in the bathroom? The girl was in the hallway, kind of. Um, and the guy was more toward in the bedroom, but like still in the bathroom, like on, on the tile carpet area, right there where it starts. Okay. And He started coming in toward the bathroom too, and I. What happened? What happened, Jody? What did you see? And he stopped me. 
he didn't touch me. He was just held the gun to my head, and he was like, you don't go anywhere. And he told, he told the other girl to finish it. I didn't see. Um, but he was like, <sighs> I didn't think he was saying a lot. Um, but What happened? He told me to stay there and not to move. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> wow, that was worth playing such a long clip because that was unbelievable. Tears and all. Yep, yep, and it was unbelievable and no-one believed it, you know. Literally, <laughs> Flores is going, okay, okay. Like He knows now that she's just playing the game because we can see her now get hysterical because she ran out and left Travis there bleeding to death and, you know, he'd been shot and, and all this sort of stuff. And this is why she wants the photos because she wants to fit them into the narrative. So she, she can needs say, to see the evidence. Yeah, yeah. She wants to say, oh, yeah, because I was I, I, I was leaning over him and trying to stem the, the, the blood flow. This is what she wants to say. But she can't remember what was in those photos. Well, it continues. Was that in the closet? No, it was, um, I was like this. Sorry. Is this bedroom? Okay, and then we got the long hallway down to this bathroom, the sink, and you have the closet here, and then you have a shower, and then the bathtub right there, and then there's the, uh, the toilet right there. This is the, uh, the sink. Then his bedroom is actually his closet door there. Mm -hmm. His bedroom. Yes, exactly. Now, Amanda, I can see your detective face on there. You notice something going on there. Yeah, now, interesting, what we hear is her grabbing the notepad that's between them because she's going to draw a map of, of where things are so right. she can create the scenario. But Flora's actually sort of basically snatches it off her, saying, you know, these are my crayons and, 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 and notepad <laughs> because he wants to draw it exactly how it should be drawn because she drew pictures before and, you know, like she forgot to put several states into the map that she drew and things like that. So he wants to draw it so she can't adjust things to her storyline you know and, uh, and she just sort of loses it then so like, oh, well okay you know well let's pick up exactly from where we left off and so this closet is i like this one. so i ran this way because they were he was walking this way and she was already right here um and then he stopped me here and he said don't move and uh Travis was here, or somewhere whereabouts, and he left the room for a minute. And I didn't have my stupid phone, because it wasn't charged. And Travis's phone was downstairs, and I didn't know his roommates, I didn't think, were home at the time. So, like, I was just trying to think if there was any way I could call 911 or call or, or get out of the house. There's no way out except downstairs. His windows are 
there are two stories for one, and they're just they were hard to get to. We had stuff here and stuff here and blinds and screens and window coverings and I mean from the outside and okay. I just um, she was over him and I just rushed her and I pushed her and there was Travis what Travis was bleeding everywhere. Um, what was she doing to him? Because he'd been shot at this time, right? Yeah, but he was still alive. Mm -hmm. He was still conscious, even. Like, still talking. Oh, he wasn't talking or saying much, but I could tell he was breathing. He seemed like he was breathing calmly, I think. He wasn't like, he was just there. Mm -hmm. I really remember it's such a blur. Okay, and so you, you did what now? You pushed her? She, she's a, bigger, a little bit bigger than me, not really in size, but height. Um, and what happened? Well, it didn't really deter her. Um, Did she have any weapons on her at all? Oh, uh, yeah. What'd she have? Um, she, I thought she was the one with the gun, but maybe she had the gun, but he had a gun. So maybe there were two guns or they or one gun, I don't know. Well, she's the one who shot him though, right? She was the one here and he was back here at that time when you saw them. I would think so because, I mean, I do, I, I don't know. I got hit here somewhere. It, I just, I don't know. Because when I was, when I woke up, he was screaming, and I saw her at this point, like right here, and walking by her back. She must have been walking back this way, and I saw him sort of following, and that's when he's like, finish. And then I started running this way, and he stopped me, and he left the room for a couple of minutes. Why did he leave? Maybe just I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So what happened, what happened after you pushed her? Um, I, I got Travis, and he wasn't, like, standing up, really. He wasn't really doing much. And, I was, and he was, I was trying to get him. And she came back. I got him kind of far, like right here. She came back, and... Uh, he was just, he was starting to just get weaker and weaker. And this guy came back in. And she said that, um, she said that they, they needed to, um, do me too. Because, um, because it was there. And he's like, no, that's not why we're here. purse, which I had on the dresser here prior, somewhere. Um, and what did they do after this? After you guys reached this? Just try to stick with the incident so I don't know what was going on. She came after me and stopped her. 
and she didn't get me. How was she going to get you? Did she have a weapon? She had a knife. Okay. You said she had a gun before. I don't know if she had a gun. I, I think, because I am guessing, um, I know that he had a gun. I don't know if she had a gun or not. So she was basically the aggressor. Yeah, unless he took a shot too. I don't know. But it seems like from what you're telling me, she was the aggressive one and he was the more passive. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely a aggression as far as, I mean, I don't know what you define aggression by, but like I was, there was a definitely a sternness and I wasn't like, just free to walk out of there. Like, hey, it's cool, it's cool, you know, and it wasn't anything like that. Then what happened? Um, they had an argument back and forth and she wanted to kill me and he didn't. Um. Why, why didn't they kill you? Just because he said? They, he said that's not what we're here for. Did they say why they were there? No. It was obvious they were there for him. I didn't, they didn't say why. So it seemed like they knew him, obviously. Yeah, but he didn't seem to know them. I mean, he was a little out of it, plus they had masks on anyway. But he didn't express any kind of recognition. I could talk. He was able to say, go get help. And at one point he said, go to my neighbor's house. Go to my neighbor's house. This is a bit of I, there was just like, there was just no way. Did you see them hurt him anymore? Um. Other than a gunshot. Um, she had a knife and I didn't, I don't know. He was bleeding everywhere. Amanda, she's been very <laughs> dramatic, but when he's pushing for detail, she gets very vague. And you picked up, she's missing a key point here. Yeah, I mean, I, should, I shouldn't laugh, but, like, she's going on, like, you know, they're wearing these balaclavas and they're this weight and this height and, you know, all of this sort of stuff. And this is what they said. And they went through my handbag and got out my registration deals and they shot him here and he said this. And then, you know, um, Travis was breathing very shallowly, but he was okay, but he just couldn't talk and everything. And he's like, you're missing a part. And she doesn't get it. Travis was stabbed 27 times and had his throat cut. Yeah, yeah. And she's forgotten to add that to the narrative. She's like, oh, shit, you know, because he goes, do they have any other weapons? And she's instantly gone, oh, shit, there's a knife. But she hasn't gone into they stabbed him 27 times. But what she's actually doing here, because as you can see in this in in this new story that she's telling, the female is the aggressor. So we're doing, she, well, not us, but she is doing, I just, I, I just did it myself, she's doing the third-person narrative. So this is what Ivan Milat did a lot. So she's talking the about herself killer. now when yeah. she's giving the evidence. She's saying she yeah. came in and she's really recounting what she did. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But huh. she's now, but she's now... 
disassociated herself from the storyline and now it's they are doing this mm-hmm. and she did this and she did that. It's this third-person thing that, that, that they go to for self-protection. But, yeah, she's forgotten about the stabbing, you know, and and his throat was, like, severed so i mean i'm i mean severing a throat is 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 huge but this is a gaping humongous wound that like you know basically almost decapitates him and she hasn't added that in but she can talk about hysterically trying to leave she can talk about that there's blinds on the window so she can't get out the two-story window but she forgets the stabbing yeah yeah well look we are now at the nine-and-a-half-hour mark of the interview tapes. She has gone vague with the stabbing, as she quite rightly said, after she'd forgotten to include it, but could remember the colour of the balaclavas they were, they're wearing. But you wanted to share this part. Let's have a listen. She didn't see what happened to him then. I just saw that. Did you get hurt at all? You said you were fighting with her. Yeah. What happened to you? Um, she cut me. Where at? My hand. Let me see. Where at? Here, can you can't me? see it. If you look at him, my finger isn't the same though. I was. Let me see. Which, where, is, where did it get cut? It was, it, conveniently, it was right on the crease. Right there on the crease. Can you see? Well, it's kind of a purpler color, I this guess. This one here. Right there. Like this, which is... Yeah, right on the crease. Well, there's a vein on this one, maybe. I don't know. Is this one here? Yeah. So a slice there. Yeah. Just a small one? Um. Or was it pretty deep? I don't know how deep it was, but my finger hurt for a long, for a while. Okay, so like right in that crease that you, right across both of them? Uh, not my middle finger. It cut this one a little, but not as much. This is where it really went. But I don't know how it happened that all these other fingers were missed, but this one, maybe that, I don't know. This one, like I still can't close this finger all the way. It's as close as it goes, whereas this one goes like that. Mm-hmm. Also, my CTR ring used to fit both fingers, and I can't get it on this finger anymore. So it's cut pretty deep, then. I guess if you feel it, squeeze it. It just feels like bone, like there's nothing abnormal there. Mm-hmm. But again, like my CTR ring slides right on this finger, and I used to slide right in off this finger, and I just can't fit a ring on here. Okay. It's a bigger size now. <sighs> Describe what was going on there. It's so cute, and I wish that you could see us on on camera, that they both look at her pinky finger like right up close, and she can't even remember which which, um, joint it was on. So Travis was stabbed 27 times and had his throat cut. She has a little tiny scratch on her pinky finger. (laughs) Well, look, as you can imagine, after all this, Flores is ready to call... Bullshit. I feel that like I should have gotten help. I feel that I should have been stronger. You feel responsible because you did this. I did not. Joni, you did. You did. And there's nothing you can say that'll change my mind at this point. This is an elaborate story which does not make any sense. Two, two people come in, first two white males, and then later you change it to... No. Uh, I don't think I ever said white Yes, you did. When? At the beginning of the story. Oh, it was one And then you change it, oh, no, one's a female. Oh, it was female the whole time. I said I wasn't sure at first, but you could tell by their build. Okay. That doesn't make any sense to me. 
And there's no reason anybody would go after him. There's nothing in his past, nothing in his, at that time that he was going through that would cause somebody to do that to him. And the fact that they left you alive to let you go, that never happens. Why would anybody do that? Why would somebody risk the chance of getting caught? Just let you run out the front door when they're upstairs in this house, killing somebody, knowing that you could just run across the street and tell somebody. It doesn't make any sense. Does it make any sense to you? It doesn't, does it? No, they argued about it. It doesn't make sense. I thought for sure I was dead. I was hoping that you were going to be completely truthful with me today, but obviously that's not the case. Oh, you got to love this guy. <laughs> Absolutely. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. Well, eventually he gives up and tells her he'll see her in Phoenix. Jody Arias was found guilty of the murder of Travis Alexander and sentenced to life in jail without parole. Amanda, this has been an absolutely extraordinary, fascinating case. The season has gone longer to accommodate this case, but it has so been worth it. It certainly has. And, you know, when I started this journey, I did not think we would be here five episodes later, but I'm so glad that we did the whole thing. It's been absolutely amazing. And a massive hour and a half for this episode. <laughs> yes, that's our longest one ever. <laughs> well, thank you for taking the time to be part of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. We will be back very shortly with a brand new season as we launch Season 9, and it's going to be a bit of a cracker. What are we looking at, Amanda? Uh, we're doing family killers, so um, we're doing people like um, Diane Downs and uh, just some amazing cases. We were going to do Chris Watts, but I'm going to pull him out because we're going to do a whole season on him too, so we will see. And we're also going to be listening to some 911 calls. Yes, that's going to be our opener because there is some crazy family cases that um, hearing these 911 calls and triple O calls and triple nine calls, listening to them, you will be astounded like I was. Well, we look forward to you joining us for the next edition of the next season of Monsters Who Murder, Serial Killer Confessions. We'll see you then. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.